got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear, to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen. You were fire. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters. They called you wisdom. Proverbs. On the backs of diamond-eyed schoolchildren who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come dropping gems. 
Welcome back to another episode of the Dropping Gems podcast. I'm Debbie Brown. This is your soft place to land. We dive all up into higher consciousness, make it tangible, make it applicable, make it livable in our day-to-day lives. So excited about this show. Oh my goodness. We did a show swap. Um, I am so excited for today to share with you a really amazing woman who it has been such a pleasure to be in conversation with her on this show and on her show. Today's guest is the legendary Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams is a Grammy Award-winning recording artist and actress who rose to stardom as a member of the R&B megagroup Destiny's Child and most recently appeared as the butterfly on Fox hit series The Masked Singer. Her successful solo albums include Heart to Yours, Do You Know, Unexpected, which spawned the internationally charted single We Break the Dawn and Journey to Freedom, which featured groupmates Beyonce and Kelly Rowland on the single Say Yes. Also a talented actress, she debuted on Broadway in Aida and starred in productions of The Color Purple, Chicago, What My Husband Doesn't Know, and Fela. Michelle is passionate about raising awareness about mental health and about sharing the lesson she has learned in her own struggle with depression. She also has an incredibly popular and celebrated podcast on the Black Effect Network called Checking In, which I am a very happy guest on as well. And she has has a book, Checking In, How Getting Real About Depression Saved My Life and Can Save Yours, that is in stores now. So, so, so happy, happy, happy to share this beautiful woman here on this show and to dive in deep. Welcome to the show, Michelle Williams. Thank you for having me, Debbie. It's so good to be with you today. Oh, so good to be with you. And we are doing a show switch. And so I don't even know how I can top the conversation we just had on your show, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I didn't talk to my lipstick off. I don't even have no lips. I, 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 it is what it is. But y'all, Debbie was on. She checked in with us today and tears were flowing and it was just a good release, a great healing conversation. And so we ain't even going to top it. We just going to continue it. And, you know, I feel like I got a taste of like the immense power and connection to the divine that exists within your body. Like it was from, as someone from afar that has been a fan of yours for so many years and a deep admirer of all of the work that you have done in the mental health space and with your show checking in, you know, I've always seen you as a woman who is deeply connected to herself and God, but mm-hmm. then to have that conversation and kind of share that energy, I was, I was just, wow. I said, Ooh, she's a powerhouse inside. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's when you surrender as well, because you can have a whole rundown or questions to ask, but you know, I'm just responding and asking questions based on the power that's coming from you. Mm. So, you know, and sometimes you can have questions and you can tell when it's like, okay, I just got to ask this question and you don't leave room for that answer that that other person just to extend Mm. it and expound on it. To me, that's where the power is versus like, okay, question one, question two, question three. It's so sterile and it's not natural. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. we can learn to just be natural. Now there's an art. We, we know there's an art to getting the questions asked that we need to be asked. Especially, <laughs> okay. Especially if someone is promoting a project, a book, a course or whatever, it's, it's good, good yeah. to respect if they're coming on to promote something, but our, our world is going bonkers right now. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit needs room to move. Spirit needs move. Spirit needs space to move. Permission. And sometimes I'd be like, God, don't mm. even wait on me to ask permission. Just move. Mm. Mm. Take me out mm. the way and mm. move. You know? Mm. We need it. You are someone that has really been such 
a pioneer in this space of really speaking their truth and speaking their truth from a lens of doing that deeper work, you know, and that's something that's, that's so hard. We are in what I believe is the age of authenticity. And in some ways that's hard for people to see because of the depth of chaos that is surrounding us on this planet. Mm. Um, But by authenticity, I mean, not, not, Instagram authenticity, right? Like, oh, I'm keeping it so real, or I'm giving you this curated real look at myself, but authenticity in the sense that I'm becoming my full self because I deserve to, irregardless of who sees it, but by nature of being my full self Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to radiate that out in service to other people. And I think, you know, you started speaking out really early in a way that was so permissible for others to become more about ways that you were experiencing your life. And I remember, and I related to this so much because one of the things that you spoke out about a few years ago was recognizing that irregardless of how many heights of success you had reached, there was this lingering sense of depression. And as someone myself who has been a highly functional, I was a highly functional depressed person since childhood, Mm -hmm. you know, hearing you speak of that was just so beautiful. And it, it, I think it adds so much understanding for people that one, depression is nothing to be ashamed of. It is part of the human condition. It's part of being alive. I don't think that there is one being that has ever lived that has not had a moment of it, regardless of what they may have called it. But how did that, as someone who was doing that when people weren't doing that, how did it feel to be that radically expressive about your journey so early? It was nerve wracking. It was scary. Um, It first happened in 2013. I was Mm -hmm. on a show. No, I was talking with a journalist from the Associated Press. We, I was promoting the musical Fela. I was in the musical Fela. We were touring, and somehow Debbie, we got in the conversation of depression. And I said, "Well, I remember. I can't remember what I said, but I, I told him. I said." I said, last, just this time last year, you know, I couldn't get out the bed. I was depressed for weeks. Mm. And I thought it was just going to be a sidebar. I thought he was just going to focus on Fela, the musical, my involvement in it. But it made its way into the interview. And and when it came out, I was like, oh, my God, what did I just say? And he he didn't do it out of spite or to be rude or, you know, I didn't even say, hey, this is off the record. I'm an open book. but. I didn't know that that would almost overshadow what I was really there to talk about. But Debbie, that's when people started pulling me to the side. Grown men started pulling me to the side with tears in their eyes saying, thank you for sharing this. I'm not alone. We need more people to speak up. That was in 2013. So ever since then, I've been talking about it. Then in 2018, I had to check myself into a treatment facility for depression. And for a brief Mm. second, I felt like a hypocrite. But I was like, no, you're not a hypocrite. You've decided to do what you've been telling other people to do for years. Mm. You would be a hypocrite Mm. if you knew you needed the help. Mm. And you did get the help while you telling other people to get the help. Mm. And yeah. that happens so much. Like the the amount of courage that it takes, the way the way that I kind of describe it is the amount of courage it takes to reprogram yourself, you know, to be willing to kind of be open and exposed in new ways with new thoughts, with new ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from your background, which you were you were really raised in the church, you know, mm-hmm. your faith and your rooting in Christianity. Um, it was such a such a gorgeous part of your life, but that was your foundational setting. Mm-hmm. And so often the church kind of holds you to just be within its walls to connect with yourself, to connect with God. You know, I think a lot of our American black Christian system it's all about having a middleman and it's having someone else interpret God for you and then you talk to God through kind of the parameters of that person, but you were kind of fearlessly straddling two worlds in a time that 
the door has been busted wide open in the pandemic, but when you checked yourself in, that was not a comfortable conversation that people were having. How did you exist in that kind of duality? You know, this, your church life, now your, your life of really opening up to new thoughts, new theories, new systems of healing. Wow. Um, knowing that there were so many people in the church who deal with depression and anxiety or other mental illnesses, sweeping it on the, under the rug. And, you know, I'm like, well, I've been kind of the person that seemed to do odd things. So you're in this hugely successful group, R&B pop, and then you go and do a gospel album. Mm. But I've looked at others before. I mean, Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, Sam Cooke, nothing is new under the sun. People been swapping and or or. I refuse to just be be over here in one cubicle of a box. I'm many things, mm-hmm. you know. I love love. I love fun, but I also love my faith and you know my spirituality as well. So I was like, this has to translate as well into other departments, such as being a person of faith, but talking about mental health and accepting that me talking about mental health doesn't dismiss the spiritual part of me. It doesn't dismiss mm-hmm. who God is. Me having a therapist does not dismiss my prayer life. I go to my therapist and God. They both exist. And I think sometimes, mm. Debbie, lots of times we're trailblazers and don't even realize it. At the time, mm. I was desperate for help. I wasn't doing it to be the trailblazer. But when we're public figures, parts of our life seep out because of what we share or by what people find out. And before you know it, You're just an involuntary trailblazer that people look up to be like, okay, well, if she's, she's doing this, she's talking about this, she's still alive to tell the story. She's okay. Cause Debbie, it was a risk. I thought I'm going to, I'm going to lose my place in the world as far as a job bookings. Will people think that I'm a liability? Will people call on me to act again and work? You know, wow. you, it, it was, it was, um, it was, uh, it was scary. It was scary. But those were worries that based, those were fear-based worries. I really needed help. And I don't think God would take away my means of income because mm-hmm. I sincerely needed help. God has always provided. And I was like, look at his track record. You're going to be fine. So I was mm-hmm. like, full speed ahead. Go girl, go get the help you need. To this day, I still go to therapy. I still do the work. What shifted for you in that, that experience? Cause you know, I think, um, it's, it's rare space to occupy, to know what that feeling of kind of walking into the unknown in that way Mm -hmm. is. And, you know, for me in, in my journey, I remember that feeling of just, 10, 12 years ago, walking into spaces that were so non-traditional and kind of starting my journey of traveling and studying and learning from people, worlds that I had never heard of and that no one else had heard of. And you're unlocking these versions of yourself that's kind of accelerating you from the people in your life really quickly. You know, you're noticing perhaps, not to speak for you, but you might be on an accelerated path where your process is just a lot faster than the people in your life can keep up with. What did that look like for you? Wow. I think um, this is going to be great for someone else listening. You know, when you are on a path of healing and wholeness, it's not to become better than anybody else, but I will tell you so many people get used to you and your dysfunction. They get you know, they get used to you being weak or crying. They get used to, they get used to them being able to treat you just a certain way or leave you out or be, mm. you be passive aggressive. You, they're used to that. But when you find your strength, you, you, then you almost get painted as the villain. It's like, no, I'm healed. You need to get you some. And then we come together and you can <laughs> see, you know, but that, that thing of, especially for family, they get so used to the dysfunction. And when you start walking in a place of healing, 
they'll start saying that you're better than them. You mm. think you're better than them. And it's like, no, I don't think I'm better than you. I just don't want to live in this low space anymore. I refuse. And so, you know, you want to encourage friends and family to, to go to therapy, get some healing. And when I say therapy, therapy just isn't to process tragedy. Mm. You can process transition or get some answers to mm. questions you've always had. So when I say therapy, some people get scared. Maybe we can sweeten the word of get counseling. I don't know, coaching, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, um, spiritual I- I- advising. I encourage it um, so that you won't be thinking so-and-so is thinks that they're better than me. No, they got some enlightenment, mm. you know. Don't we want to be enlightened? I don't want to walk mm. around bound and in the dark about things. I don't want that. I don't want that for friends. I don't want that for family. Oh, that is so beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Yes, that is, you know, th- I think that sometimes for people that, um, for anyone listening, actually, that may feel stuck and maybe you you feel like people are outgrowing you and you don't know what's happening or how to make those shifts and changes. I think that's one of the things that is misunderstood. You know, there is this thought that, oh, that person thinks they're better than me, right? And it's really like, no, this person isn't judging you at all. We're hoping that you rise, like you deserve to rise and how beautiful for us both to be elevated versions of ourselves mm-hmm. with each other. You know, there there is so much more grace then I think people realize when they're judging someone else who's growing and mm. they don't really understand that this is for you too. You know, I'm occupying this space to heal myself, but by witnessing me, it's extending healing to you as well. Open your heart. Yes, so you good. Know? Now, I know that Ooh. this is something that you would not say. I know you wouldn't say that. What? <laughs> But when people say so-and-so thinks they're better than us, it's like, baby girl, bro, bro, I ain't even thinking about you in that Mm -hmm. manner. Listen. Like, in that, like, but like you said, I want you to rise, but don't think of me in that manner because I'm not thinking of you as less than. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So we tapped on something here. I'm not, I'm not thinking of you as less than more yeah. so that I'm thinking of you. Like when the time is right. Cause now how many of us are guilty? We are walking in our healing and we think we're, you know, the expert, the psychiatrist, and we want to go assessing and diagnosing people. Now that's when you can almost sit in the seat of judgment because you're sitting from a place of superiority. Now, yeah. There's a difference where you have some knowledge and you're passionate and you're like, I think this could work for you, sis. This is what's been helping me. That's from a helpful, you know, so it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm not thinking about you. It's just, I, it's, I'm not thinking about you as less than more so than I am one day when it's appropriate, we going to have this conversation (laughs) about what you can do as well. Yes. And you ever and, see people and you're like, man, if they could just get aware of the cycle that they're in, they're going to be the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of my teachers, I've shared this on the show before, but one of my teachers, um, and a really amazing psychologist said, you get to a point of your growth mm-hmm. and enlightenment where mm-hmm. every, every interaction becomes about your own unbearable compassion. You know, even the person that meets you on the street that is potentially greeting you with anger, you see the child in them. You see the pain in them. You're so removed from taking their harm personally that it's just like, oh, wow, you're really hurting. I'm going to be over here because I'm going to protect myself and my spirit, but I'm not mad at you. You're really hurting. If you could do better, you would, you know, and I think what you said is so, so, so true. It's, and again, you know, with full respect, but I'm not thinking about you, you know, the, the journey of healing and growth 
it's about turning your gaze inward. So you are actively trying not to compare or judge other people. You're trying not to implant yourself in their process. And you're just saying, I'm staying in here. I'm cultivating this. That's so good. And that it's not being selfish. I want to be so good for you. I want to be so good for this relationship. Yeah. And so we can we can take the power back in that. I'm not thinking about you. I am. Should you be in need of me? I'm there to the best of my ability and capacity mm-hmm. and the boundaries. We talked about boundaries. Right. And yeah. so um, that's so good that we could that we can say this because the, the hit sometimes, you know, when you're healing, you're not going to want to answer the phone. You're not going to want to go to the same place that you used to go that maybe contribute to some of your unhealth. Um, it's that mm. that's a word um, of you being not healthy. Um, our environments dictate yeah. our moods. Our relationship can dictate moods. Circumstances can dictate mood. And we're in control of certain environments and places and conversations we choose to have or not to have. <sighs> mm. I'm just mm. saying. Mm. Now, y'all, <laughs> and I don't say this as the expert or the hero. It's just this, what I've been learning. Well, it's, it's what you've been learning, but it's what you've been embodying. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not just things you've read. It's things you are actively living. It's things that you are sharing by you being yourself. And that is, I believe, um, the highest honor to God when we move past the learnings and we're just like, I'm living this yeah. and yeah. I'm going to get it right and I'm going to get mm-hmm. it iffy sometimes and I'm going to keep practicing and keep trying something that we we touched on a little bit on your show checking in that I'd love to dive into here with you you had shared with me um you know as someone that grew up with God in their lives like grew up faith-based and really had understanding of God depth of connection to God mm-hmm. throughout your childhood but then re-meeting God, the way I heard it, it, it was so beautiful because you think in any relationship for it to evolve, you're going to have to upgrade the connection. You're going to have to reinterpret, reimagine the depth of intimacy, right? That is in any relationship that will be lasting. And you had shared that there was a point in your journey and in your career where you were meeting God kind of anew and connecting in different ways. And I'd love to hear about that journey. Absolutely. You know, I was born and raised in the church, uh, something that I wouldn't trade at all. But to feel like you can only have certain experiences inside of the four walls of the church is not so. You know, I think there were beautiful moments that I've just had with God in my living room, in my home, in my bedroom, heck, in the shower. I get so many revelations in the shower. I don't know if it's because of the water and the nakedness and being vulnerable. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) You're vulnerable in every way at that moment, right? (laughs) And, uh, you know, also in my sleep, in my dreams, because sometimes we can get to running so much. I think God also used the stillness of when we're in our sleep and the posture um, of stillness and rest. um, He speaks to me that way as well. Um, And to me, knowing that the church, the four walls of the church, I use it as community, fellowship and being amongst the joy and strength, the strengthening you get from being around other believers. Now, you might not be Christian, but wherever you go to assemble, you're getting some strength there, right? There's joy there. At least there should be. But I learned that I just can't depend on that one gathering on a Sunday for everything I need. No, we got to be walking that walk Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because I think that's where the scripture becomes clear is entering to his gates with praise and thanksgiving. Mm. You got to do that before you get there. That's got to be a lifestyle. So when you get there, you don't, the preacher or the praise and worship team ain't got to pump and prime you. It says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. It didn't say sit at the pew and then raise your hands and be thankful. It said you are, you already got to be in a state of gratitude, period, before you get to wherever it is you decide to assemble, you know. 
for praise and worship. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, you know, so you, it, you're, you're already in a state of gratitude. So we got to practice that state of gratitude anytime during the week, at home, at the bakery, at the cafe, you know, being thankful to hold that warm cup of apple cider. Oh, state of gratitude. <laughs> In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go.
dropping gems. When you started bringing God into your life mm. in new ways and, and being in relationship, even just as like the grown woman version of you, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. a woman who is applying God's love to new facets, like romantic love, like career, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. creativity, you know, we're, we're living God in new ways. What was that process like of getting to know God in bigger ways? And what were some of the things that you started doing in your life? How were you kind of um, expanding your practice? Um, we talked about first fruits. You know, that is practically giving God like the first part of you every day when you wake up in the morning versus let me give Instagram the first part of my day. Let me give, you know, it's okay. So I'm going to read some friends of mine. We're um, studying the book of Acts right now. So every morning, you know, I'm reading the book of Acts and I send reflections and it kind of holds us accountable. Like, did you really read it? If so, okay, send us reflections of what you've been and so even that being strengthening or mm. making sure when I was in my deep, deep state of depression, when I decided to finally get out the bed, I would go downstairs, get make my cup of coffee, listen to some good praise and worship music. I'm not even going to call it praise and worship, some good gut bucket gospel music. Okay. And that would get me in that state of mind of gratitude, thankful for life, you know, and that's been something I've been doing now going on at the end of December will make four years straight of that. Wow. As you get older, circumstances, brokenness, things have a way of putting you at the feet of God Mm. in whatever Mm. way that is. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Yes. God is like, I'm so, he said, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you got a little star on the walk of fame. That's so cute. (laughs) but sir, ma'am, I need you at my feet. I need you. And I got on autopilot. So checking in the three pillars of checking in is checking with yourself, checking with others and checking with God. Sometimes we can get on Mm. autopilot. We do these little patty cake prayers and instead. No, he, he wants, he wants a part of you. Like, or we get on the phone in the morning, we'll talk for an hour to our boo, our bae. And you ain't even talked to God yet. Listen, everybody listening. And this is no judgment. I'm just talking about no. me. No, no, this is not judgment, mm-hmm. but it's beautiful direction. Yeah. You know, and I think um, we we can't. We can't go deeper until we get mm-hmm. the tools to dig with. We can't go mm-hmm. deeper until we learn new language to express ourselves. And like what you're saying so is so good. accurate. Like we cannot, what are you investing in? I, I have an example that's a little bit different, but I think it might fit. Um, I was talking to one of my girlfriends and we were talking about a particular person that she was dating and I just had to really share with her. I said, you know, I don't know if I want to do this because I don't think you're going to know the person in a couple weeks. And I don't want to devote this two hours that we have together to talking about them and their lives and like who they are and what they do and what's wrong with them or what isn't because you know, you're in a season of kind of mm-hmm. testing. And so the amount of time that we invest in conversations about people that don't grow us and conversations about people that are transient in nature, it really does us a disservice. You know, we shouldn't be on the phone kicking about whatever is the latest show or gossiping about a person before we invest in our own spirit. It's so counterintuitive, not just to our growth, but to our ability to really show up in our lives, you know, Mm. and then sometimes we wonder why, well, why don't I know how to do this? Or why hasn't this happened to me? And it's like, what, what are you investing outwardly that is giving you a return? What are you investing on internally that is giving you a return? And those can be like really great guideposts to start Mm. transitioning into having a practice. That's so good. And I'm also learning it goes beyond your devotional in the morning. It becomes a lifestyle. 
to where your conversations will change, where you go will change, who you entertain, who you date, even conversations with your best friends and family, they're going to adjust to kind of shift and change. It's like, I don't want to pollute all this goodness. You know, now listen, gossip is tempting. You know, you scrolling on Instagram and something about somebody's life comes up and you want to pick up the phone like, girl, is this true? It ain't none of my business. Because listen, I don't want nobody doing that to me or about me. So, you know what I mean? You know, listen, that, that, yeah. that's sowing and reaping that law, uh, 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 it, it, it will get any and everybody. Some people call it karma. It's whatever. It's for, yeah. I don't care if you believe or don't believe, it's going to find you. So it's like, you know, sowing, what are we, whatever I'm sowing, is that what I, is that what I want to reap later? I haven't been perfect in this, but for the past few months, Debbie, that's been something that I've been focused on too. Is sowing and reaping. You get what you sow. You will get what you sow. I love too how that sowing and reaping, we can interpret it in so many ways because that's also boundaries, right? It's like Mm. looking at the flow of reciprocity in your Mm -hmm. life. It's Mm -hmm. like, am I, what am I reaping from the way that I'm sowing into this connection? And then being able to say, am I getting enough out of this? You know, does this, does this relationship or this job, does it seem like there really is a receptive flow? Like there, I'm getting out of it as much or close to what I'm putting into it in whatever ways, you know, sowing and reaping. Yes, yes, yes. It's not just you sow something bad and you get something bad back. Karma yes. is, you know, it's not, ooh, it's literally whatever you sow. So if you sow, sow good seeds, you're going to reap good. Right. Yeah. You're so bad. Yeah. You'll get bad now. People are, well, what's bad? I don't know. That's, I don't know. I don't want to give into what's bad. Yeah. It's, you know, but to That's me. That's dependent on, on you and your unique lens. You know, what, what doesn't feel serving to you, I think would be. Yeah. Bad. And also, do I want served back? To, do I want it served back to me? Would I serve mm. you? Would, do I want it served back to me? Hmm. Mm. I'm trying. I, it's 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 what this healing thing because not everybody's on the healing journey. So people's response is going to try you. Everybody's not there. I'm, I received a text the other morning, and I was like, "Is this how you want to start off your morning?" Mm. And it was a family member. I didn't even respond. Mm. No response is a response. But at the same time, that was a little passive aggressive. And I'm, I am going to address the person like, that's not how I like to start off my morning. You shouldn't either. Yeah. But because I'm on this journey, Debbie, it was so like, it was jolting. They weren't talking mm. about me. They were angry at someone else. Mm. And I was like, so you woke up angry. It was, you woke up that way. Mm-mm. that's why we talk about when you wake up before you put your two feet on the ground, have some time with God. Yeah. Yeah. Check yeah. Let in. your heart, Ooh. let your hands sit on your heart. Take a few deep breaths. Come on, Debbie. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> absolutely. What do, what do your practices look like, Michelle? Like the way that you care for yourself, the way that you show up in your spiritual practice what does that look like mm. each day or throughout the week? What are some kind of mainstays and tools that you've discovered on the journey that have really changed you or help you regularly? You know, I used to think it was just about going to spas, getting massages and, you know, mm-hmm. and all that is amazing. I found mm-hmm. some amazing spas where they'll even do a sound bath, sound healing, and all, all that is great while well, you get a massage and a sea salt scrub. But Debbie, um, for the past couple of years, I've just been incorporating breathing. There are times mm-hmm. where I'll, my body automatically knows when it needs to take a deep exhale and an exhale to the point friends have said, mm-hmm. girl, what are you doing? It's almost automatic. It's almost mm-hmm. like when your mm-hmm. when your computer automatically is doing an update or something. Or our 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 devices are always um, 
updating. They're always doing something. It's like my body knows when to like recalibrate. It will, it will take a breath. Like, so I've, been, but because I've made it a practice and my body knows when it needs to like really yeah. take that extra long, deep breath in. And people like breathing is so, it's free. You ain't got to go to therapy to breathe. You know, breathing stillness. Yeah. Oh, breath work is like, I know just what you're saying, like that feeling of like, just kind of, I notice sometimes if I'm even having like a charged thought or I've come to a certain awareness in myself, my body will just go and push breath out of me to release, to like meet that experience. Or you'll feel your, yourself just kind of be taken over and just, you know, it, it, it's so beautiful the way we meet these self-care practices that actually just turn into deep remembrances of how our body is meant to mm-hmm. adjust and respond anyway. Like yeah. we are built for this. We are built to heal. That's so good. We're built we to remember. Are, we are built to heal. And it's it, it goes beyond just healing that physical wound that we see. Our bodies are also meant to bit to heal the wounds that we can't see. All right. We had a little bit of technical difficulties on the very end of that show. I feel like our conversation <laughs> spirit was moving through us so heavy on both Michelle's podcast, checking in and right here on Dropping Gems that um, maybe we crashed our internet. The spirit was moving really deep, really beautifully. Um, and the flow was just there. So sometimes that happens, but so grateful, Michelle, for your time. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for sharing your heart, your brain, um, all of the deep learnings that you have embodied with us on this show. And thank you for everything that you are in the world. Again, big fan, love your work, love the way that you share yourself and all your creativity and your mind and your heart. So thank you for joining this show. If you don't yet, make sure you check out Michelle's podcast, Checking In, right here on the Black Effect Network, and her book, Checking In, How Getting Real About Depression Saved My Life and Can Save Yours, is available everywhere. For a little bit of soul work today, something to kind of let yourself savor until the next episode, As always, find a place to get grounded. Maybe get your journal. Take a few. Deep breaths. And I think a reflective question for this week that could feel really supportive is, how will I allow myself to upgrade my connection to the divine? How will I cultivate an even deeper relationship with God, with source, with creator, with the universe, whichever name your belief system supports, I call that energy God. How can you expand and cultivate that connection right now in this season, in this moment of your life? Mm, That should feel good thinking about and writing too. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Big love. Namaste. Hey, find me on social. Let's connect at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram, or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jack Please and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic. And at higher risk? 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already a know. podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.